It is the burnout. He is Peter Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network. I'm Ryan Brown. The show presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round for that initial deposit bonus up to $1,000 when you sign on with code next round at MyBookie.ag. What is up, Burnsy? How are you? I, uh, I'm still wrapping my head around everything that's happened in the last 72 hours between transfer portal and name, image, and likeness and NCAA rules and Bama beating Georgia and, and Florida State being out. Like it's That's a lot. Fantastic for guys like us that work in sports uh, media content. We'll put it yeah. that way. Yeah, there is absolutely no doubt. So let's try to take some of it in some sense of or make some sense of order out of all of it or, or yeah. whatever we're going to do here, right? Let's start with Alabama beating Georgia. So uh, you and I had a chance to visit a little bit on the field there. Before we talk about the game, I want to talk about the atmosphere. Um, I don't know the future of these college conference championship games. I don't know the name of the future of anything in yeah. college football. I, I've gone to a ton of sporting events you have as well. I routinely find the SEC championship game to be the best neutral site. And, and I barely even have to say neutral site, but the best atmosphere of any sporting event I attend. Yeah, I mean, it's especially on any kind of championship level, right? Yeah. Because you even right. feel like whether it's, um, you know, super, definitely Super Bowls and other events where you just don't really get a feel. It's almost too corporate. I mean, the, the fan bases are going at it. And it's funny enough, Brownie, like we're walking into the stadium and all week long, I'm like, it's Georgia. It's definitely Georgia. Georgia wins this. They're undefeated. They're that good. I mean, look at what they did to Ole Miss, blah, 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 blah. And you walk in and the Bama fans are going crazy. Bama's band starts striking up. You see the tide come out of the tunnel, and then you see Nick Saban walk out, and you're like, Alabama's won this thing, aren't they? They just, it, it just, <laughs> it's something. And, you know, and I had heard for all week long Georgia fans talking about, man, I, you know, it's just Alabama. It's Alabama and Atlanta. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, have you watched it? You guys have done. Y'all are the gold standard of college football. And then I got there five minutes before kickoff, and I'm like, they're damn right. They're, they're absolutely right. As long as Nick Saban's alive and that game is being played in Atlanta, you probably got little shot in the SEC championship game. That's crazy. It, it, it is wild. It's such a good atmosphere, such a fun event. It feels so monumental every year. Like, I, I've, I can't tell you the last SEC championship game I've been to that didn't have any sort of national championship meaning to it. Well, I, really I, 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 I thought about that. And then I, the, only, the only reason why I, I say – that and push back on that is last year. And the only reason why I say this is because as an LSU fan, the loss that AM gave to LSU before going into Atlanta. So you knew that there was not a college football playoff berth on the line. It was just a matter of can you upset Georgia and way to and, and to a national championship. That one felt yeah. like you kind of got stomach punched a little bit. But um, and that's why I'm so curious about going forward what this tournament or what this uh, championship is going to look like because we realized that the loser of this game was likely out. For Alabama, for sure they were out. For Georgia, more than likely they were going to be out. And, of course, those two things played out. I'm not quite sure if we'll ever see another championship where the loser of this game falls completely out of the college football playoff now that we're getting rid of divisions. So I, I, I think we probably saw history, and I'm kind of curious how it goes, uh, how it looks going forward. Yeah, I, it's something I hope we don't lose. I hope we don't lose the conference championship games. I just enjoy it so much. but I am. Uh, realistic enough to know that this is not going to stop at a 12-team playoff. And at some point, the reason for playing these games is going to be diminished, right? Um, I mean, ultimately, if this were next year, it would have been Texas-Georgia, for one thing, playing for the conference championship. But you'd have Georgia, Texas, Alabama all easily in a uh, college football playoff. And there would probably be an argument for an Ole Miss or someone like that. So 
Um, Same way. I mean, yeah. you, you would have had – and then, by the way, in the 12-team playoff, the teams that were ranked 13th and 14th, Oklahoma and LSU. I mean, yeah. now, again, there will be more losses because of Oklahoma and Texas entering into right. the conference going forward. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny. As I, I looked it up, as, as it was set with its current 12, it would have been five future Big Ten teams five future sec squads and then two others in in yeah. in the college football playoff uh in the, in the 12th team playoff crazy so, so answer me this though and this kind of answers the question of what we're talking about who would you rather have been going into this in a 12 team playoff if this were next year and everything had played out just the same and it would have been georgia versus texas with alabama right. sitting wherever they were sitting six seventh eighth whatever yeah would you have rather been texas or alabama would you rather have gone to atlanta Played mm -hmm. with a chance of losing, falling out of the top four, but a chance of getting in the top four. Or Oops. Alabama sit at home and know I am in, and I've got a home playoff game in the first round. Yeah, and you get a chance to rest to make sure that nobody yep. gets banged up, right? I yep. mean, I, I, it, it's tough because I, I understand what the SEC championship game means. You know what I mean? Like, I, I right. people, people are wondering, oh, well, the games aren't going to mean anything. I'm like. Yeah, they still will, you know, and I think Kirby, the way Kirby talked about it, Kirby wanted that one really bad, okay, because what on the bucket list does he not have? It's really a SEC championship win against Nick Saban, right? right. These are the things. It's like I always thought when Tiger Woods was playing golf that he should just try to win every single event once. And just like once I did that one, okay, I'll move on to the next one, right? Yeah. Um, and and I, for Kirby, it's like what have I not accomplished? And it's that now. Beat it and won a national championship. I mean, I, 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 against, against them, I get it, but there's still things in that bucket list and there's still things for, for Saban. I have seen Saban for so many years and covered him. And the genuine smile that he had on walking up to the podium, yeah, it was just like one of those moments that just looked absolutely out of, out of a, out of a storybook yeah. compared to fourth and 31 the week before. And then all of a sudden, you know, smiling that way. This is not to say he, doesn't like his former teams, but I think he's probably enjoyed coaching this team more than any he's ever had at Alabama and probably feels a different connection than a lot of the teams he's had at Alabama. I think in his heart of hearts, he knows this team, this sounds so, so bad. And I don't mean it to sound this way, but this team had to try harder than the rest of them. And I know that's not true, but I think, you know, the sentiment I'm that this team just had yeah. to do it a little bit differently than the rest of them had to. And I think that's why it's been a challenge for him. And I think it's one that continues to have him grow. Listen, I, I think at some point had Saban continued to have teams like he had in 2020, where they're just so much better than everybody else yeah. and destroy the field. Then it's like, what, what, what's new, right? And for him, there's a couple of things that's new. It's the image and likeness is transfer portal. While he hates them because there's no real clarity of the rules, I think it also is another puzzle for him to solve and yep. that he enjoys that process still. Um, I think the fact that Kirby won one uh, or now two and the fact that, you know, you got guys like David Pollack saying, hey, you know, Kirby Smart's the coach right in front of Nick Saban. Like, I think that drives him as well, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think. And I, I and again, I've said it on this show. I've said it on my show. Ever a storybook ending that Nick Saban says, I want to go out on top. It would be the up and down season that they had, losing to Texas, looking bad against South Florida, benching Jalen Milrow, but them kind of rising above it all. Fourth and 31, they end up winning. They end up beating the number one team in the country, ending Georgia's streak. They're going to play Michigan, who's their coach has been suspended twice. It'll be one of the largest television games of, of college football history. They win that. 
and then he plays Texas and re-avenges the loss uh, or avenges the loss uh, that he had earlier into the season. There's nothing ever in the history of college football that would tie a better bow of walking out on top than Nick Saban winning a championship that way. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. And that is a great summation of it. Why do you think, I mean, there are weird, just weird things in sports. Kirby yeah. Smart has dominated everybody he's played. I mean, you can't think of anybody that Kirby has had to face on a regular basis, team or coach, yeah. that you wouldn't say he's dominated except for one guy and one team. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing, man. I mean, I, I just I, – I don't I, – I, I don't know if there's still a nervousness to it because I, I think I think it's a – as long as you have Nick Saban, you know – and I don't – and I mean, whatever it is, I don't know if it's an aura, I don't know if it's a power, I don't know it's what he says in his motivational speeches. You believe you have a shot. Yeah, you believe you have a shot, and the same thing with Kirby. Kirby is is doing the same exact thing, but for whatever reason, that permeates throughout everything. And I, because I all week long, I talked to Georgia fans, like I said, and Georgia fans were like, "Yeah, I mean, I know, but it's Bama." <laughs> like you, like they, they never say, "Oh, yeah, I know, but it's Ole Miss. They're playing extremely well," or "I know it's Tennessee," or "I know it's Ohio State," or whatever. They're like, "Dude, we're gonna whoop their ass. Like it doesn't yeah. matter." And then you bring up Alabama, uh, specifically in, in Atlanta, and they're like, I mean, I, I legitimately had Georgia fans that tell me they weren't going to travel this week to the SEC championship game because it, it was against Alabama. And they're like, I know what happens in that building against Alabama. And I'm like, this is this is crazy to that me. Is nuts. Yeah. And, and that's a real thing. And when you're looking at two teams that are the Spider-Man memes pointed at each other, they're the, w- whatever small fraction it is. Yeah. You know, that that point zero five percent that leans one way or the other might be the difference when those teams those teams yeah. right now. God, such a fun. We'll get to see it in the regular season next year, Ooh. September. I mean, we're less than a year away from the rematch uh, in September at Bryant-Denny Stadium. We're not supposed to know that, but uh, ESPN leaks some of the schedule dates. I don't know anything nothing about it. Like, look, and I swear to God, I swear to God, when you said that, I have specifically – not said anything and not even looked at anything on the schedules because we got a schedule release coming out on Wednesday and people yep. keep asking me like what do you know what do you know and I'm like I like purposely I have told people I don't want to know do not tell me it's like the college football playoff committee whenever they find out the the the, yep. the, the, the who's number four and who's number five all of those people on that committee they have uh, or the our ESPN desk have been told or told the producers we do not want to know what the numbers are Right. Because that's like if we know, then we're faking excitement or whatnot. Like we want to know in the moment, and now I know. Um, yep. Thank you for all right. That, not uh, bad. It's, it's, it's Chris Lowe's fault. That is not my fault. Chris Lowe's the one that broke the news. Or is it a red herring? Could be. We'll never know. We'll never know. Um, Seven o'clock over on ESPN. That's right. We will know. Uh, he is Peter Burns of uh, the SEC Network at ESPN. The show presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round. When you sign on to make that initial deposit, they give you a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when you use code next round at mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag code next round. Also, our friends at manscaped.com. Burns uses their products. We do too. This in my hand is the handyman. You can see how compact and easy it is to travel with. The handyman is one of the great products there at manscaped.com. They've also got the beard hedger. I use it all the time to keep it trimmed down here. They've got the weed whacker, takes care of the nose hair and the ear hair, the lawnmower, the full body, and the undercarriage with that. They got great boxer shorts, great male body products, and you're going to save 20% on your initial purchase simply because you're watching the burnout. Code Burns. Code Burns saves you 20% off when you go to manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Code Burns to save 20% off. Uh, Thank you for viewing here on the burnout.
but, right. but uh, the uh, uh, the battery the the battery charging for those things right right like, like really I, good I, I hate i hate anytime or like i used to have some of the old shavers and stuff like that and razors and then you'd use them like three times you have to charge them like the charge on those things are unbelievable yeah so uh so burns not only he showed you some of his boxer shorts now he's telling you you can uh you can use the battery for a very long yeah. time too Tell I can't, I can't wait to see what you share with us next week. Uh, that is yeah. Coach Burns at manscaped.com. <laughs> All right, so you mentioned the playoff committee. They put Alabama in over Florida State. Uh, before we talk about how pissed off a lot of people got over that, let's talk about the actual matchup. Alabama draws Michigan. I did yeah. wonder because I thought all along Alabama was getting in. I did not think they would leave out the SEC champion. I did wonder if they would just be blunt with us and say, hey, we're going to manipulate the standings because we want to give the Rose Bowl one final Big Ten, Pac-12 matchup with Michigan and Washington, and we'll rematch Bama and Texas and New Orleans. It makes so much sense for everyone. They did not do that. I'm fine with Bama going to the Rose and playing Michigan, but part of me kind of wanted them to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, because there's so much. I mean, like there, there's a potential that this Alabama-Michigan uh, game a really good chance, especially in the fact that it's Pasadena in the Rose Bowl, has a chance that it'll probably blow the doors off the ratings of any single semifinal game, much less it probably will rival a, a national championship type number uh, uh, between yeah. you have arguably the, the, the biggest story in, in Nick Saban. And then the yep. second biggest story is our, obviously what's happened with Harbaugh on and off the field this year. Yeah. So for those that don't know, for the most part, I will say for the most part, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But the the scenario where you have the semifinals on New Year's Day, Rose and Sugar, are the highest TV ratings. It's New Year's Day. A lot of people are off. It's standalone Rose and Sugar. There's nothing going head-to-head with it. Uh, those, are, those are the days where the ratings generally have been the best. And you mix in names like Alabama, Michigan, and Texas. No offense to Washington. But you're right. talking three blue-blood college football programs. You're right. The ratings on this should be through the roof. Yeah, they will do it um, an incredible number. And again, it's kind of what, you know, you're looking at it and you're kind of like, all right, well, wait a minute. Like you've got the godfather of, of college football, you know, which which is Nick Saban. You have probably the most awkward individual in college football, Jim Harbaugh. You have two the, the two biggest characters, right? Yeah. I mean, are there any bigger characters? Like in our world, Lane Kiffin is big in the SEC world. But right. as far as you're talking about, North, South, East, West. If you're a college football fan and I ask who are the two biggest characters right now, you're going to tell me it's Nick Saban and then you're going to tell me it's Jim Harbaugh. And those two with the seasons that they had colliding, it's 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 huge. It's monster. Um, who do you think in this game is the black hat and the white hat? Now, let me, let me just lay this out there, the reason I ask, because obviously Michigan has had the scandal they've had this year. Harbaugh's been suspended a lot. But then you've got Alabama who, I mean, is, is there Alabama fatigue? I don't know, but they've been in this a lot. And not that it's Alabama's fault, but they're the team that knocked out Florida State. So who do you think yeah. is the black hat here? I, I think they're both are. And, I, and that's not a cop-out, but that's obviously like, this is one of those games in which you're like, well, it's uh, Godzilla and Mothra, and I hope both yeah. of them like destroy each other, right? Like because, And, and, and that's truly what it is because you're going to have Everybody that's not an Alabama fan that's going to be pulling against Nick Saban and Alabama and the success that they had and they oh they shouldn't have got in and whatnot. You're going to have a bunch of people that, especially in the Big Ten world, that don't like what Michigan have done that are going to pull for them. Like like the only probably likable team in this entire four four team field right now is probably Washington. 
yeah. right? And just they're like, all right, well, you're going against the brands that is Alabama, Michigan, and Texas, and you got all those other storylines. So um, I think it's a hell of a matchup. I mean, I, I again, I I feel extremely confident that Texas is a national championship contending team. I saw them. I spent a week with them down in Austin. I got a chance to look at them. And, Brownie, they look – when they get off the proverbial bus and you right. see them on field, they look like Georgia national championship teams or Ohio State national championship teams. That's how good Texas is. I think that they beat Washington handily, especially with Quinn Ewers uh, playing a little bit better as of late. This Alabama-Michigan game, I don't know what the hell happens. I, re- <laughs> I really don't. I, As much as I sit there and go, well, it's SEC versus Big Ten, that defense that they have at Michigan is is damn elite. It, it is really, really good. And it might be the best defense that Alabama saw probably outside of Georgia so far this season. I mean, they played two – think about this. Alabama played three good defenses this year. It was A&M, which they barely got by, Georgia, which they barely got by, and Texas, which they lost. Those are the three good defenses that they played. And this Michigan thing is unlike anything that they've thrown at them. But the flip side of it, has Michigan played an offense that looked like this? Yeah. They haven't played a guy like that in, in Jalen Milrow, and I don't think that they've played um, an offense that could be dynamic like Alabama can be. Uh, so this doesn't happen without everybody getting pissed, right? Everybody is mad, okay? Everybody's mad over the way this went down. Set aside the fact that even as a guy that was born and bred LSU, you're an SEC guy, so you're happy for Alabama. All right, let's set that aside. Did you have a problem with the rationale to leave Florida State out of this? No. I mean, and it's all about the phrasing of your question and everybody's um, questions on this thing. Am I upset about the? Am I upset about what rash or the the their decision using their their protocol and their principles? No, because that's how it reads, right? It reads, you know, hey, we're going to be- pick the best four teams, not most deserving. And there is part of their principles that say if there is a significant injury in the middle of the season, but a player comes back, we could take that into account. And if it's going to hamstring a team for being one of the best four. We have that we have that leeway as well. It's a it was a very significant put or point that they have in there, and so therefore the college football playoff committee brownie used the right criteria. Right now, is it fair? No. Is it devastating? Absolutely. It should. Does Florida State deserve to be there? One thousand percent. But them, their conference, and every other team that's part of the college football playoff agreed to abide by the rules that the college football selection committee has on there. And it, yeah. listen, they could they had all the outs, right? Like the college football playoff committee could have gone against their, their protocols, their principles that they're asked to do. And I don't think any of us would have blinked. I don't think any of us would have blinked and we'd have just been like, yeah, I know, but I mean, it's FSU. They're 13 or no, yeah. they played LSU. They won these games. Like, yeah, just screw it. Just put them in. That would have been the easy out. Yeah. Well, and, and there are a couple things on that. Number one, uh, only, only college football would look at the problem of, okay, we've got five power conference teams and only two teams to get, get to play for a national championship. We would like all the power five to, yep. you know, champions to be involved. Okay. Well, how big of a playoff we're going to go? Well, let's go four teams. Let's, let's just do four. Yeah. We got five conferences. Let's do 14. I mean, only college football would make that decision, though, Burns. You know what I'm saying? I mean, why did we even start there? 
Well, we started there because it was a matter of we had to change something. And yeah. then it was a matter of, all right, how do we keep the bowl system involved? And this is just neat to then how do we get television dollars out of it? Let, like, let's let's not get too crazy before we start turning on the faucet, you know, because if you turn on the faucet right now, how are you ever going to extract even more money from them down the road? Right, I don't right. think that was necessarily the case when they, they came up with the idea. Um, but listen, I mean, four teams is better than two. And I, I and I, I would say a four-team playoff, everybody is upset right now. I think it's served the game pretty well. I, I think that the game is better than it was in a BCS era when there was only two teams that, that were fighting for a spot. Um, and all, ultimately, I think it led to great drama. And the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, pretty lucky. There was only two of the ten instances where there was some chaos, like, only a 20% chaos when you're trying to pick four of the best teams in college football, dude, they got, they got lucky as hell. It's just, they're going out with a, upsetting a whole hell of a lot of people. They, they really are. Now I will say this, uh, and this is not, I mean, this is not one of those things you can say, oh, well, Florida state, it's your fault, but the ACC leadership does bear a little bit of responsibility for the situation Florida state is in, in that they delayed this whole playoff with that alliance deal that never even got off the ground between the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. That was about 16 months of time that got wasted on something that never happened, or else we could be we could be in a 12-team playoff today, and Florida State would be locked right in. They'd be they'd be in a tough game, but they'd be in. Yeah, and 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 I I had gone through and and wanted to make sure I got my my understanding of that correct, and I said, okay, is the deal that they were looking at doing back in February of 2022, that the ACC voted with the Alliance to turn down. Is that different than the deal? Is that different than the bones of the selection committee that we're going to get ready to have in next year, in 2024? Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's nope. the same thing. And now the only thing that honestly is a little bit different is that instead of six uh, conference bids and six at-larges, when the Pac-12 went away because of you know, I mean, the Alliance was supposed to save that, right? It didn't yeah. clearly um, that it's five and seven, but yeah, you know, I mean, the, at, at some point when Jim Phillips says, I can't believe this is as unbelievable. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I understand yeah. that you're devastated, but you also are one of the ones that decided to vote with the big 10 and the PAC 12, not to have a conference, you know, not to expand the college football playoff. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a big thing. The other big thing on this too, is that, you know, I, I went through and I wondered, I go, even before they announced it, I said, are there are there relationships in that building, right? I've been outspoken saying that Ward Manuel should not have been a part of the whole selection process after everything that happened with Michigan this year. But I wanted to go through each individual member of the committee and say, do they have any type of conference affiliations? Like, where did they once get a paycheck from or where might they be, you know, hey, beholden to? And I said, all right, let me see how many SEC people there were. And there were two people, including one current um, athletic director, Mitch Barnhart, over at Kentucky. He was the two, per the, the second person who had an SEC tie. There were five members of that committee who are either sitting and currently at an ACC school or coached or was administrator over at an ACC school. So there were a lot more ACC ties than there were SEC ties, yep. including – the chairman of the entire committee is a sitting <laughs> ACC uh, uh, athletic director. Yeah. And I'm like, at some point he has to look around the room when they're putting, they're not putting Florida state, one of his brethren in the ACC and knowing not putting them 
hurts NC State in, in how much money that they would get from a college football playoff payout and then go, still think that this is the right rule. Yeah. It's going to be awkward when FSU and, and, and NC State and others see each other again. I mean, I guess it was already awkward as hell, but, you know. And then, then the whole other thing, you had FSU, but well, wait, there's more. But when FSU legitimately, like six months ago, was like, we got to get out of this conference. We don't like any of these guys that are over here. Like, we can't. Like, we're better than them. <laughs> Poor NC State's just like, bro, like, I'm, I'm legitimately right here. I'm in the room, and you're saying this about me. It's it's wild. Yeah, you do, you wonder if they're called Boo Cork. Like, don't let them in. You remember what they said about us? Don't let them in. You put Alabama I, in there, Boo. Yeah, but but again – People will say, oh, follow the money, follow. The, and I'm like, yeah, you know what the money is? The money is the ACC getting an extra $6 million if yeah. their team was in and they had every right to take the easy route. And they said, no, I think that was the hard committee. And actually, people are pissed off about it. But I ultimately think that they've made the hard choice. And and I, I uh, you know, I, I'm impressed that they did because it, it was I thought it was going to be the opposite. I, th- I figured Ward Manuel real quick was sitting there going, please, by God, let Florida State get in. Like Florida State's the number one team in the country, if for no other reason, so he could get, you know, a Michigan playing uh, the Florida State, or at least tell people that he wanted. Of course, he had to recuse himself whenever Michigan was being uh, put in those conversations. He is Peter Burns of the SEC Network and ESPN, the burnout presented by mybookie.ag. Code next round. When you sign on, you get that uh, deposit bonus up to $1,000 at mybookie.ag. Code next round. Code next round. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With mybookie.ag code next round. Also, Roback, Roback.com, great gift giving idea as well. Their hoodies are incredibly soft. Uh, they've got the great crew necks, the quarter zips, golf shirts, great pants, all of that right there at Roback.com, code TNR20 to save 20% off your initial order at Roback.com, code TNR20. So if this were a year from now, you would have Alabama in the four team. We're just going to ignore that Texas would also be an SEC team for purposes of what we're about to do here. Florida State plays Liberty in Tallahassee. Uh, I think they would. I think they would maneuver it around so they wouldn't have rematches. Maybe. maybe yeah, they not. would flip seven and ten, and probably yep. six and eleven, right? Yep. So yep. So Georgia plays Penn State in Athens. Ooh. Ooh. Ohio State plays Ole Miss, and the Missouri and Oregon meet in Eugene. How fun would that be? And again, I think that's why like we're excited about it. Um, also, having Texas and Oklahoma enter the conference, seeing all the conference realignment, um, it is. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. I'm a little skeptical that it's going to be as good as college football has always been. Mm-hmm. But then again, I didn't think that a four-team playoff um, was going to be this interesting and what not ruin the game. Um, and again. You know, there's going to be games where all of a sudden, hey, a Missouri game late into the season, Auburn game late into the season, you know, is, is going to have a whole hell of a lot on the on the table for seating for everybody. So instead of four or five games you know, meaning something in the last two or three weekends, you're going to have 40 games that are going to yeah. mean something. Yeah, but I could see this. I could see it working this way. And you work in TV, so you, you tell me if I'm wrong. Friday night, Friday night, you've got uh, Missouri at Oregon. It's good Friday okay. night West Coast game. Early Saturday, say a noon kick Saturday, noon Central, 11 Central, whatever, noon Eastern, uh, Florida State Liberty. Then in that midday window, the 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern window, Ohio State Ole Miss, and then the primetime game, Georgia playing host to Penn State. I mean, look at that. Look at that two days of football right there. 
I mean, and again, that's another reason why we're in, when it expands, um, when the deal is done in 26, the bidding war for a college football playoff is going to be very similar to how the bidding yep. war is for the NFL. It'll be probably put out on a couple of different networks. They're all going to bid out of each other. And like that was the beauty of what the Big Ten did on their last television deal. And they got so much is that they were able to say, we're going to take three different partners yeah. and, and spread it out because you all need inventory and you're all going to pay out of the wazoo for it right now. Whereas the college football playoff right now gets it from one entity, ESPN and Disney, and they get to make a whole lot of money. But I would imagine they'll probably take that to market and do what the NFL has done. I mean, that's, that's smart business for the NFL. Why wouldn't it be for the college football playoff? He is Peter Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network. The show presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on at MyBookie.ag. Get that initial sign on. Bonus up to $1,000 when you're using code next round at MyBookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag. Code next round. MyBookie.ag. Code next round. All right, Burnsy, have a great week. We'll see you next week. See you, buddy.